0: Thank you for tuning in to the Behavioural Wealth Consulting Podcast, where our mission is to help you change your behavioural decisions by improving your financial literacy. If you want to live a more fulfilling life and get on track towards your long-term financial goals, it requires changing behaviours, developing a plan, and prioritising your financial decisions. Now to your host and certified personal finance consultant, Richard Maricutt. hello and thank you for joining me today i'm your host rich america my goal is to help you change your behavioral decisions by improving your financial literacy Uh, before we get started just a reminder i am not a financial advisor and today's show is for informational use only Uh, always make sure to consult with your own financial advisor uh, before making any financial decisions based on your own situation Uh, so for today's episode um, i'd like to Actually, review a great article that was written by Matthew Gordon uh, titled Nine Financial Goals for the New Year. Now, let's face it, um, the last two years has definitely been um, a financial roller coaster for many people, um, as COVID has had an effect on people's health, uh, their personal finances, as well as just the overall uh, economy and stock markets, right? Um, but regardless of this, I do believe that it is very important. Uh, to be setting up uh, new financial goals at least once a year and monitoring your results um, at least once a month at a minimum quarterly Um, this is because you know so many people tend to um, accept their financial results as it happens and uh, they don't feel like they are uh, in much control of their financial situation for a combination of reasons right um, so the main reason I, I recommend to set financial goals is because you can be very specific on what you want to accomplish and how you're going to get there. Um, so as I review the top nine on the list, um, be sure to be thinking about specific details on how you will accomplish each of your goals. Uh, so for example, if you have a goal uh, to save ten thousand dollars by the end of the year, um, you know that's a great overall goal to have, but, uh, you need to be specific on how you're going to uh, earn that extra ten thousand uh, dollars. Meaning, are you going to achieve this by uh, reselling a certain number of of garage sale items, items around your house? Is that going to be your niche? Um, are you, um, you know, taking up being an Uber driver and are going to commit to, you know, driving a certain amount of times per week, per month, etc. Um, So one of the main reasons why goal setting and or new year resolutions fail um, Is because we tend to get excited about the goal um, But forget the plan on how to actually execute those goals All right, so let's get into the financial nine financial goals for the new year Uh, So coming in at number one um, number one is creating a personal budget Um, and you know as the article shares um, as a fresh new year introduces uh, a great new opportunity to create or revise your personal budget, um, the first step is to establish your personal budget um, by writing down your take-home income um, and your monthly expenses. The monthly expenses can include, you know, things like your rent, mortgage, um, insurance payments, utility bills. You know normal subscription services like Netflix for example uh, any daycare costs and any other uh, major monthly bills that you experience um, you also want to make sure to get this as accurate as possible uh, you want to include things that may fluctuate throughout the month such as groceries um, gas any public transportation uh, clothing costs etc um, so again with the goal when creating um, the personal budget goals you want to get as uh, close to an actual as possible so there's not a lot of variance Um, you know to help simplify this for for most people you know if you're not one to uh, want to write everything down um, you know there's other ways that you can manage this or make it easier to manage this there are definitely a lot of free apps out there um, to help you with that um, such such as Mint, uh, Mint mint.com um, you know, you can actually sync your accounts through you know these mobile apps that automatically categorizes your spending into very specific categories. Um, you can also check with your main you know, banking company to see if they have similar features already that's included um, in your accounts that you already have. And again, the, the goal of this is once you understand and can categorize your spending, you can then determine where you have the most opportunity. Uh, to scale back. So number two on the list um, is start saving money. Um, You know, when I often speak with people about saving money, one of the first reactions that I tend to get is that people um, get this feeling of having to sacrifice in order to save, right? Um, So it's typically this feeling of having to sacrifice that causes most people to not even try to start saving. Um, But what I would say is before you sacrifice on things you enjoy, uh, first look at cutting back on your spending that may not feel as much of a sacrifice, um, such as, you know, canceling unused subscription services, uh, shopping around for new car insurance. So for example, if you've been with your same car insurance company for, for years, um, you know, you can, you know, reach out to them and, and see if you uh, could benefit from you know, being a longtime customer by having reduced rates, you know, that sometimes isn't anything that most companies offer in advance, but, you know, no harm in asking the question, are you eligible for any additional savings, um, maybe even canceling. You know gym memberships right so um you know if you're not an active gym user but you're still paying that monthly fee of 30 to 50 bucks um you know maybe you can shift for a, a time period to working out at home and canceling your you know your subscription service or your membership service to uh use that money to then put into uh savings number three uh is paying off credit card debt entirely um So, but before you start just tackling your credit card debt, you know, take some time to educate yourself on credit. Uh, This can help you create the behaviors that prevent future credit setbacks. Um, You know, when it comes to trying to pay off multiple credit cards, regardless if it's focusing on, you know, the one with the highest balance um, or the one with the highest interest rate, what's important is that you have a strategy that is based on uh, some basic math to make sure that your strategy is uh, saving you the most money, um, but also moving you towards um, paying off that debt faster. Now, if you haven't already done so, um, I did do a podcast on this. It's uh, episode number three titled Understanding Credit and Credit Score Impacts. Uh, I would definitely recommend you know listening to that podcast for some additional information that can help you with this goal. Number four is uh, paying off student loans. Um, you know, for most people who go straight to college out of high school, you know, building up thousands of dollars in college expenses comes at a time when uh, most people received very little to no education about money management uh, through, through you know, um, through high school, right? So you go from high school to now um, getting loans in the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for you know, four plus years of school uh, without a solid plan of paying that back. Um, you know, and and oftentimes, you know, people are sold on this notion that you have plenty of time to pay it back later after you graduate, uh, which traps many people into 10 plus years of school payments after graduation. Uh, so when it comes to, you know, paying off student loans, what I would recommend is taking a similar approach as you would with paying off credit debt. You want to make sure you understand the interest rate, the terms, um, and if possible, shop around with other lenders uh, for possible opportunity to lower your interest rate uh, in order to pay back your student loan off faster. Number five um, is improving your credit uh, or credit score. Um, You know, when was the last time you checked your own credit score, right? If you haven't, or or, and you can't remember, um, then you know this is your notification to do so, right? Um, But don't feel embarrassed if you haven't done so in a while. You know, according to uh, several studies, a little more than 40% of Americans don't check their credit report often, uh, which is alarming because there is potential for inaccurate. Inaccurate or fraudulent information or activity happening utilizing your social or credit information. Um, so you definitely want to make this part of your routine habit to check your your credit report. Um, so even though you may not be in the market for you know any upcoming large purchases like a house or a car, um, it's important to understand your credit score to ensure the accuracy of it in case you do need to make. Um, you know a purchase in the future so you know you have an opportunity to increase your scores uh, for whatever your purchase may be Um, you know having a good or great credit score you know this definitely opens you up to be able to uh, get a loan and more importantly better rates in order to keep uh, your payments as low as as possible number six um, is Minimizing your possessions, um, you know, if you've ever looked around your home and noticed, you know, a lot of junk laying around uh, or things that haven't been used, it might be a great opportunity to uh, resell those items for for some extra cash. Uh, there are a lot of great apps now, um, such as Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, eBay, Craigslist, for example, um, that you can post things with very basic description information. Um, and and get some extra cash, right? Um, and again, be intentional about that extra cash. What are you going to do with that once you get that? Is it paying off credit card, student loan, you know, savings, etc.? Um, and if you don't, you know, if you're not in a position or don't want to sell or don't feel comfortable reselling items, you can also donate, um, you know, those items to you know your local Goodwill or Salvation Army, for example, um, where you can actually receive a tax write off. Uh, up to a certain amount, uh, you know, definitely would recommend checking with your own uh, tax advisor uh, or CPA on what that limit may be for your particular state. Um, you know, but that could also be a good way of you know uh, decluttering your house, but also um, you know for a great cause and donating the information, uh, the, the the items to a local Goodwill or Salvation Army. Number seven: uh, building an emergency fund. Um, You know, financial emergency often happens, uh, of course, when you feel least prepared uh, to handle that. Uh, And the dollar amounts typically are more than what the average person has saved up. Um, And when this happens, it can definitely be a stressful situation uh, and push back your financial goals um, back a few months, if not years. Um, This is why I believe that, you know, having an emergency fund that is at least three to four times your normal monthly household spending is important uh, to work towards. Um, You want to have enough set aside that you can maintain your monthly spending without, you know, creating significant amount of stress for you or your family. Um, You know, good recommendation is to keep this emergency fund completely separate from your main checking and savings account. So you don't get uh, tempted to use it uh, for your normal monthly spending as this can delay your ability to grow that account. Number eight is um, saving for retirement. You know, so if you're between the ages of, you know, early 20s or, or maybe even up to the early 40s, the word retirement may still feel like a long time away, right? So saving for it now may not make sense or feel like it makes sense or, or may, may not even be a priority to you. Um, but actually, this is the best time Um To start saving for retirement because you do have you know that luxury of time on your side to have your retirement accounts grow uh, with compounding interest to to help uh, progress that um, that account you know if you work with an employer you know most employers offer a 401k as a benefit that you know they sometimes will match a certain percentage or dollar amount to whatever you contribute as the employee Uh, So definitely you can have the advantage of expediting the growth if your employer also contributes. If your employer does uh, offer this benefit, make sure to check with your human resources department for more information that is specific to you. Um, But also, if you'd like more information about the 401k, please check out uh, one of the podcast episode number eight that I did called uh, How a 401k Works. I've included a lot of good information to help you get started or to just help you reinforce your understanding of a 401k. And finally, uh, number nine on the list is contribute towards your family's future. Um, If you have a spouse and or dependents, one of your financial goals is to help ensure uh, the security of your family, right? Um, This could be something as minimal as just getting life insurance policy and in the, you know, unexpected loss of life, um, or it can be a combination of activities to include, you know, setting up custodial accounts for your kids, um, additional investment accounts or trust funds. You know, there are a lot of different ways that you can contribute towards your uh, family's future. Um, so make sure you do your research on what may work best for you and, and your family's situation. So in closing, um, you know, setting realistic financial goals will definitely position you um, better to achieve all your goals. Remember, you want to make sure that they are goals that will uh, help you change your financial future, but also things that um, build specific strategies um, on how you can achieve them. Um, it's It can also be helpful to create some accountability for yourself um, for you by you sharing your your goals with your family or trusted family uh, or friend, um, maybe even setting goals together uh, for that extra support, right? So you know the accountability goes a long way with uh, financial goals. Um, you know, the more realistic they are and you know, building that accountability around them. Uh, I definitely feel that it can increase your ability uh, to achieve all of your goals. So that's it for today's podcast. Uh, If you enjoyed today's session, I'd appreciate giving me a positive ratings on whichever podcast platform that you are listening on. It definitely helps me get my message out to more users to help improve their financial literacy. Uh, And for more information about uh, our services, please visit behavioralwealthconsulting.com. Uh, and also, if you'd like to hear about a uh, specific topic on future episodes, uh, you can email us at behavioralwealthconsulting@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. For more information on how we can help you design an effective financial strategy through behavioral changes, visit us at behavioralwealthconsulting.com.